I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello. Welcome to another happy pod, the only podcast in the world. Um, that's not true. There are many others, but please only listen to this one and the other one that we do. Uh, you can listen to others. I don't care, to be honest. My name is Nathan. As always, I'm joined by my co-host with the least host. His name <laughs> is Lawrence Thomas Heisey. Lawrence, hello. How are you? I actually don't care, but I would like you to tell us all what this silly little show is all about. Thank you very much. The floor is now yours. Nathan James Bauer, uh, this is the show where we get together and we talk about something in the realm of pop culture. It could be a movie. It could be a telly show. It could even possibly be a video game. But the main thing, Nathan James Bauer, is that we do so without any of the toxic negative Nelly discourse that is also prevalent in the discussion these days. I am very well. Nathan, what are you up to? What's this speech pattern? You're pissing me off. <laughs> I'm just trying something different. I always rush through it and I'm thinking that's, you know, add a bit of unique flavour into the episodes. Otherwise you're just listening to the same thing. I'd rather you rush through it. Well, you wrote it for me. If you wanted it to be shorter, you could make it shorter. It's short and sweet. Before you were going on fucking 10 mile fucking tangents and not even knowing what to say. Yeah, well, now I keep it... I, I Look, it can be short and sweet, but I want to give it a little bit of my own personal flair, and I'll be damned if you'll take it away from me. Okay. <laughs> Are you in one of those tired moods again where you can't think of anything to say? No, I'm not. I think that little giggle was indicating <laughs> that you might be. No, I'm not. Hmm. No, Mum, let me have my nap time. <laughs> Do you ever, like sit on the couch and then watch like tv or a movie and you're like fuck i'm tired man like yeah all the time i could, I could yeah <laughs> i'm i've been noticing that a lot really because i'm doing this one movie a day bullshit because i'm decided that we're in a competition <laughs> still not a competition but that's fine so i'm doing that and then i'm always like fuck i'm so tired man like i'm <laughs> nodding off here and then i go to bed and then i'm like well now i'm wide awake what is going on <laughs> What is what is this? Yeah, it's always at the weirdest times. I'll, if I watch a movie at like eight in the morning, I'm like, I've literally just woken up from a big yeah. long sleep. Why why do I need to be asleep again right now? There's some kind of magic they put in that couch, man. It's yeah. like you sat on that couch, you're watching a movie, and you're just like, oh, a little cheeky nap. I <laughs> <laughs> my I I often like don't treat myself to a full recliner. Like if I if I if I recline, it's only partially. Like I have to be in somewhat of a sitting up position. If I'm laying down, I'll be. Yeah. I'll be asleep within five minutes of a movie. Yeah, no, if I am reclined, it's game over, mate. It is 100%. I've already got a blanket on. Like, yeah. I, I can't do the full recline because then it's it's lights out time for Nathan. And I'm already struggling to stay awake. I'm already fighting a losing battle. <laughs> Nathan's never fully sustained. He's, he's never at full operating capacity. 
No, much like the Death Star. Lawrence, um, what what do we do here? What what is this? This episode specifically, because I've already done my, as you called it, a ten mile long speech about how what the show is. Whatever. We are in our third and final installment of Star Wars Uary. Uh, we're going. Never signed the... off on that. Never agreed. I think Once. that you'll find that you're wrong. Um, yes, we are three episodes deep. We have done all of the original trilogy. We're about to cap it off with the final entry, Return of the Jedi, a movie no. that I have not. No. Se- what? Why no? no? Because we're doing the prequels next week. And then oh, we're no, we're not. <laughs> and also, I'd still be right. We'd still be capping off the original trilogy today. Yeah, well... <laughs> oh, you had nothing? You needed a nap no, again? <laughs> just nothing else. Okay, good. Um, Nathan, I have not seen Return of the Jedi in... Oh, at least six or seven years, maybe more. Well, whose fault's that? No, I'm not blaming you. You need to get off the defensive today. I don't know who's got you in this mood. I'm cranky. <laughs> I'm sorry that you feel this way. Uh, yeah, it's been a while for me. Haven't revisited this in a very long old time. I was excited to revisit it. Uh, when was the last time you saw it? And haha, don't say yesterday or today. I'm ahead of you today. Only because I already got you with that joke. Yeah, but they didn't hear it. They didn't hear that bit. Only because he was already prepared after being zingered by me. I can't stop but being But Lawrence, zinged. I last watched this movie yesterday. Very good. And then before that, probably like a year ago. Yeah? Bloody hell. <laughs> I watched it a lot. I watched these movies a lot. So you're like, you're, your adult opinion has properly formed. You you know of your feelings on this movie and have done for a while. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, no, but like I, like the last time, I, I wouldn't have... Cla- I, technically, I was an adult seven years ago, but I was fucking like 20 and an idiot like you was an idiot i yeah. knew you when you were 20 you did did i know you at 20 did i know you at 21 no you didn't know me at 20 well no you didn't no you didn't know me at 20 i was tw- i was i was 21 before we met okay yeah. i need to work out the timeline one of yeah. these days i had I, I think i was 21 when we met uh, right. not 30. <laughs> <laughs> i've known you for nine years that's unacceptable <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel old, and I'm not even the well, oldest you knew, one. You knew me towards we met like towards the end of my 21st year. Like I was about to turn 20. Oh, okay, that's a little bit. Better. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll <laughs> take those months. Anything we can get. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I this 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 uh, viewing experience just this morning, uh, mere hours ago, it it sparked. It reminded me of something. What's that? And well, I'll get there, Nathan. I'm gonna tell you. Of something I saw once upon a time that um and this will this will this will get your back up because I saw it on film Twitter. My least favourite place. <laughs> exactly. Um and they said that distinguishing movies into the best of category and your personal favourites is the mark of a hack and not a true cinema enjoyer. Oh fuck off. <laughs> Oh, I fucking hate that place. I hate everyone there. Yeah. I hate you. Mm. I hate them all. I'm on your side with this. I think that's an absurd statement. I love movies that are fucking stupid and like movies that I will go, yeah, that's objectively not a good film, but it's brilliant. Um, what do you mean by this now? Because now you're now you got me frightened. No, right. The reason I the reason I bring it up is because this. This like as a child, I was always I would always say like, "Oh, Return of the Jedi is my favorite one." I love Return of the Jedi. It was the one I think we've spoken about it a couple of weeks ago. It was the one that I watched the most as a child. Um, I said that. 
you're confusing your childhood with mine. No, I, it was all right, but then it was also applicable <laughs> to my childhood. I didn't just pretend I was you growing <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, I the, the fact that I think some people don't like to distinguish best between their favourites is absurd, mainly because this is kind of the perfect movie to, at least from my opinion, sum up that argument. Like, I don't think this is the best Star Wars movie. No. <laughs> And as a child, as a child, I used to think it was. I don't think it is now. Please, is that is that how long that is, or did you press that twice? No, nope, that's how long it is. That's absurdly long. Um, but the reason I say it's a favourite is like it, I, it is because it, it's just it captures that feeling that like you're watching it and you're like, yeah, there's stuff that I think A New Hope and Empire did lot like better, and I think that they're better movies. But if I had to put one on and watch one of them, it would probably be this one because it, it, it takes a while to kind of get where it needs to go, I think. But it probably has... No, stop. Because it has the highest highs, I think, of the entire saga. Like, when this movie's hitting, it hits so well. What do you think? Uh, first of all, I don't think this is the best Star Wars movie. Yeah. I think it's the best of the original trilogy. Mm. Um, and I think it's very good. And I enjoy it quite a lot. It doesn't quite meet the highs of the other two. All but... right, name one high it doesn't meet. Uh, and I'll tell you why you're wrong, objectively. <laughs> all right, I don't think it's as well paced as the other all two. All right, why don't, you, why don't you tell me everything you hate about this movie? I okay. don't hate it. I did. This is one of my favourites. I love this movie. All right, let's go. Well, tell me what you hate. All right, fine. Um, I don't think it's as well paced. I don't think... Incorrect. I... <laughs> is that going to be your rebuttal? Just incorrect? <laughs> it is actually... Very well paid. Oh, I see my mistake. I didn't realise that when I watched it. Well, yeah. Um, silly me. Um, no, I don't want to just list things I don't like about it because that's not what... I, there's not a lot of things I don't like about it. I just think the others do stuff better. But what don't you like about it? I don't, Nathan, stop this. I don't want to do this. But no, just tell me. Nathan, I like this movie a lot, but I can recognise that I think the other two have... Uh, uh, a bit more sauce. It, okay, well, that means fuck all. <laughs> what in actual terms that I can understand? Mm. What about the other two is better than this one? I think the like the ingenuity of the first one is more impressive, and I understand it had a less of a lesser budget and no reputation. But I found the things they were able to do more impressive. I found this like the like space, what? like the space battles. The, the space the, battle in this is so much more impressive than the first one. I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's. Oh, you are. So I think wrong. it's shinier and flashier. I don't think it's, it's as compelling from a story perspective. You are so wrong. <laughs> in your opinion, Nathan. <laughs> you are objectively no. incorrect. Uh, I think the the pacing in this is it gets too bogged down in its settings. I found like I, what I liked about Empire and A New Hope was they were so fast moving and they. They felt like they stuck around for places, but the they really they were there for like the amount of time they needed to be, and then they were gone. Whereas I find like some of the stuff on Endor is a bit long. Some of the stuff in Jabba's palace on Tatooine is especially quite a bit extended, a bit too extended. Um, and like I would have, I don't know, a bit more attention paid to the back end where this movie like shines, like it's like the the crowning achievement of the original trilogy for me is like the, the end scene with um, Luke Vader and the emperor and like, I don't know a bit more, bit more time there and a bit less time in like Jabba's palace would have, would have done me happier. 
Um, to say that uh, A New Hope is a fast-paced movie is, frankly, one of the most absurd statements of the decade. Are you... Are you a New Hope? A New Hope is a fast-paced movie. It's known for its fast pace. No, it's known for its notoriously slow pace. No, I think it's it's slow pacing in the scenes where it slows down and lets people talk, but the rate that it moves and the rate that it accelerates... The first the... half an hour is just fucking C-3PO and R2 walking through the desert. Ah, oh, I think you're nuts. I think, uh, yeah, all right, stuff happens slowly. I'm not saying everyone on screen is sped up times two and they're all running around, but it moves quickly. You've got, you it know, the, the droids quickly. The droids getting shot at, the droids on Tatooine, the droids with Luke, the droids go missing, Luke's aunt and uncle get killed, Luke goes and goes back to Ben, then they go to fucking... You're just uh, listing things that happen in the movie. Yeah, I but, and there's so much that happens in that two-hour span of the movie. You can do the exact same thing with Return of the Jedi. I don't think you could break it down that quickly. You could pretty much say Jabba's Palace, Endor... No, okay, that's not fair. You're a lot happens at Jabba's Palace. You're just skipping over everything. Uh, right, all right, fine. Jabba's Palace, and then the Sarlacc pit, and then Endor. Okay, no, but you you know for a fact you're being unfair. I'm, I'm not being unfair. And also, I didn't every... want to list no, things no, no, I don't like about up. it. Shut the fuck up. No, because you listed every single detail that happened on Tatooine yeah. in in uh, A New Hope, and then you just bogged that in Return of the Jedi. You just bogged everything down to two separate scenes, and that's it. Okay, all right, but like more does so happen. You, you was being unfair there. I was being flavoursome. <laughs> no, you. <was> being <laughs> I, I think that more <laughs> happens in. A new hope. I, I can't believe that you don't think a new hope is fast paced. I think it's no like, one thinks a new hope is fast. I think everyone it's, thinks. I no, you're I'm, incorrect. I'm googling I this. I want very, a general consensus. It's very much a, a movie of the time in that it is slow paced. Like I like it. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Even it's great. Mm. But I can recognize that it is a movie of the seventies, and movies of that era are, are slower paced than they are today. Yeah, and it is slower paced. They move slower and scenes are longer because that's just the way things are cut now. That's like the, the things are naturally cut quicker for people's like I don't know catering for people's wants of you know faster moving stuff now but the what i'm saying is like the sequences and the actual plot developments happen at a quick pace even if they take place during like scenes that in new movies would last two minutes and in this scene and this movie lasts like six minutes or something like so it's what so you're what you're saying you're saying it's slow paced but it's fast paced no i'm saying it slows down but the events of the movie are fastly unfolding like they're they're quickly they're quickly moving even if Luke is taking his time to look around a ship whilst the ship is going somewhere quickly, getting us somewhere. Like, no, I think you're incorrect. I, I <laughs> that's fine. I watched it two weeks ago, as did you, and my opinion is fair. Um, but this is not what I wanted to do anyway. I don't. I'm not trying to pit it against the others. I'm just saying it's my one of my personal favourites of the entire saga. But yeah, I think this this is a movie that like it accurately. It's a great best versus favorites example because it's like it doesn't have to be the best of the trilogy. It doesn't have to be the best of the saga to for me to enjoy it the most. But it is the best. Of okay, <laughs> I I think you're unwilling to engage in what I'm saying. I think you're just going. No, I like it. I like it lots. Okay, well you didn't need to do that voice. I you? did need to do the voice because you're being you facetious, <laughs> so I'll be facetious. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not doing a voice like that. Come on. All right, sorry. Can I try a different voice? Sure. I like this movie. That's my impression of it. <laughs> Your impression of me is uh, a lower tone voice saying, I like this movie. Yeah. 
And you're implying there that I like movies? I guess. It was more the mocking tone that I wanted you burn to... Burn on me. <laughs> I wanted you to take... Shut up. Sick All right. burn. All right, you, look, you can't keep... You can't stop saying this is your favourite movie. So why is it your favourite movie? It's not my favourite movie. Oh, fuck up. Now who's being facetious? You know what I mean. Why is? Why do you keep saying it's your favourite of the Star Wars is? It's not my favourite. I just said that. It's not my favourite of the Star Wars. It's, it's the, my favourite of the original trilogy. Okay, I, I think you know what I'm... You should clarify. Yeah. Um... It's it's the best of the original three, I believe. I think it's it's more fun. It's got the most heart. Mm. It's uh, got the best of uh, the the third act is great. You got a fucking a three pronged assault with the the fucking ground assault on Endor, the space battle uh, with the Death Star, and the fucking Luke Vader uh, uh, duel in in the throne room. I think it's uh, out of the three Star Wars movies, this is the one where like everything comes together and it's all like culminates and it's it's what we've been waiting to see and it's it's all good stuff. It's the best of it's the best of all three because it takes the best parts of all three and wills it all together. Yeah. And you have you have the great fight from Empire. You have a good space battle from the first one. You have the heart and the emotions of the characters all the way throughout and they're all here in this one movie. And also we got little bears now. And that's pretty cool too. Should we start with the Ewoks? <laughs> no, that's that's later in the movie. Why would we start with that? Oh, uh, well, I don't. Know. I haven't got huge. I haven't got a huge amount of notes. I've done what I did with Empire, and mainly just summed up some interesting little points that I thought were cool. All right, but tell me what you hate about this movie, because clearly you don't like it. I d Nathan, stop doing this, because you put well, me in you, a... you clearly you have a problem you, with it. You put me in a fighting stance for a movie that I don't want to fight. I'm not trying no, to clearly... tell you this is a bad movie. I like this movie. All right, but clearly you enjoy it. You've enjoyed it the least out of the, the three we've watched. Yeah, probably. So then tell me what you hate about it. But that's not what I want to... Right, you know the intro to this show. Why would I want to spend my time on the stuff I hated, which I didn't hate, I just appreciated less than the other two? Because I want to tell you why you're wrong. Yeah, exactly. This is... Right, this is coming across an awful uh, gatekeepy Star Wars of you, Nathan. I do gatekeep Star Wars. Yeah, well, you shouldn't. Because <laughs> that's a rude thing to do. No, I'm gonna... It's only um, mine. Only I can enjoy it. There's of two things that gets pointed at in this movie, one being the Ewoks and one being the Jabba's Palace sequence. That's where What's the wrong movie... with the Jabba's Palace sequence? I don't think anything's wrong with it. I think it's too long. I think it goes on a bit. Why? David, <laughs> do you want to talk or do you want to just fucking what? get me What's to... What's wrong with that? What's wrong with you asking, asking you to explain your position and give me your thoughts I, behind it? I just think it goes on a little bit too long and it's all a little bit... It, it feels stretched out, like it feels like the pace kind of. I mean, I'm pretty like I'm pretty sure the movie's the movie's like just over two hours, and it's about half an hour of the movie, which to me feels a bit elongated. I feel like there's a bit too many. We got one over on Jabba, but Jabba's pulling the strings the whole time. We got one over on him again. Now he's he's got us back again, and we're all captured. And for for what it comes down to, which is basically just a big fight where everyone beats up the people they're supposed to beat up it it's resolved too quickly for how much of a time it takes up in the movie i think like it's it just it goes on for a bit and then it's solved ultimately by something that could have happened in jabba's palace which is everyone just starts having a fight with each other that's such a reductive way to look at it no all right but what i'm saying is i think it could have i'm not saying it should have done i'm just saying i prefer the pacing of the first two because i think they move quicker than this this it feels a lot like after the kind of really intriguing ending of Empire Strikes Back and where you're left with this feeling of hope, 
and and kind of like liberation almost from this kind of oppressive thing that the the empire has over the rebels then it starts and like han's in trouble leia's like enslaved luke arrives and then luke is like dumped into a pit then they're all chained up and it's like it feels a little bit like we 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 went backwards this was the plan all along though the reason r2 had luke's lightsaber inside him is so he could be on that barge to throw it up at him luke was giving jabba a chance Mm. he's a jedi now he doesn't want to go in there sword swinging and kill them all instantly even though he does force choke those good morning (laughs) yeah i was gonna say yeah he does walk in and immediately commit murder we we ignore that (laughs) we just look past that okay but like he wants to give jabba a chance he's constantly giving jabba a chance throughout it you know he wants him to do the right thing and he even says jabba this is your last chance free us or die Jabba, he's a big evil slug. He's like, and then he's like, you're going to die. So he's like, well, I tried. Time to fuck everyone up. I gave him my best go. That is a good fight. I I do really enjoy that fight. It's a good fight. Boba Fett is a big goof. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, the menace of Boba Fett just immediately uh, extinguished. Yeah. um, So obviously this is technically... Not the first time we've seen Jabba, but it should have been the first time we see Jabba. This is the first time people would have seen Jabba. Yeah. Yes. Whereas if we've now seen a nice watch CGI these movies. No, yeah, because that was that was put in in the nineties. Mm. But this is this is the first time in in time, I guess. This is the first, yeah. whatever. This <laughs> is the first time people would have seen Jabba. This is Jabba's first on-screen appearance. Yeah. And in I think terms of the movies, it's like that, j- even that's sh- oh, you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, yeah. It's confusing because people go <laughs> come back and dabbled. Um, I think that yeah, I think this is like an interesting time capsule as well because this is like a practical jabber that's very like he looks great. He looks incredible. Like he's so greasy and yeah. he's got like like spit drooling out of his yeah. mouth and it's everything. It's like bile so and gross, gross grotesque. Yeah. Goo and... oh, 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 oh. Yeah, and like and, and even the way he like talks and stuff. <laughs> the way the way he talks and the way he's just like so hideous and he's like just got goo sprouting from like every orifice that you can see. Yeah. I love I just love the, the grotesque nature of the how he's literally just a big fucking fully nude slug. <laughs> just yeah. sat there on full display, like, entertain me. It's yeah. it's so yeah, I don't know. The, the way it makes me think of it is like, I know it's supposed to evoke this, but like a mob boss. But like if a mob boss mm. didn't dress in a sharp suit and you were able to see them for like the evil that they always are um, mm. behind any like bravado. Because a slug doesn't need to wear a fancy suit. He's just there to be gross. Yeah, um, exactly. And it, it does make this funny time capsule of like looking at like how Jabba was here and then how he was put in in the 90s for the special editions. And it's like... Oh yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad the Star Wars original trilogy wasn't made in the '90s because it would have absolutely all looked like this. Mm, um, yeah, probably. And and I just think yeah, I just think it's such a an incredible look in this film. Um, but I mean, like, I'm not breaking any new ground. Like, I think people have long agreed that the practical in Star Wars in, in this era is better than what has been <laughs> added in in the special editions. Not all of it. No, no. There's some absolutely. I mean, there's that shot of the Millennium Falcon in A New Hope, which is like it adds a whole layer of weight to that scene. And we spoke about the, the expansion of Moss Eisley and how it makes for a more lived in area. But I think design wise, Jabber is definitely something that you can look back on and go like, 
oh yeah <laughs> i'm glad this was like made in the 80s rather than like kind of put out in the late 90s or something was it late 90s mm-hmm. special editions 96 yeah okay um love jabber love all of that um but yeah the the fight stuff green lightsabers green lightsaber how yep. can you not like that i love a the green lightsaber the minds would have been blown in 1983 when he ignited that lightsaber. Like, what, it's green? They could be green too. What the fuck? Was there a reason? Insane. I feel like there was a reason something special effect-wise that they had to swap it to green, right? Uh, yes, because it was originally blue. You, there's actually quite a lot of posters like where, where you can see it's like a blue lightsaber. Yeah. Um, and yeah, cause specifically because of this first fight where he's, like, he's on Tatooine and it's in daylight and like the blue lightsaber would have been up against the blue sky of Tatooine and it just didn't ah yeah that really, makes sense just didn't really stand out so like oh let's let's make it green <laughs> that big fanfare moment where he ignites mm. the lightsaber and it's just, it's just <clears throat> I can barely make that out actually yeah <laughs> that wouldn't exactly. have worked as well yeah I love a green lightsaber green's my color I love the green I always uh, want to go for a green lightsaber whenever I get the choice it's your it's Jedi survivor lightsaber is a green isn't it. Always green, yeah. yeah. It's always it's always the best choice to go with, yeah. It does stand out nice. I feel like there's there's this weird like purity associated with blue that makes me feel like it's for the nerdier Jedi. Green, I feel, is more rock and roll. Green, I feel, green. I associate green as being like more masterful because mm. when you think of like who has the green lightsabers, it's always like it's Qui Gon, it's Yoda, it's Master Luke. You know, it's it's always the big hitters. Whereas like the apprentice would traditionally have the blue lightsaber, and it's like, well, I'm still learning training wheels lightsaber sort of thing. Oh, yeah. is is that how it is? That's is... not that's not a, that's not a thing at all. Oh, okay, but like that's that's kind of how I've seen it. Yeah, really. and it's like for like so, sticklers yeah. of the rules, like Obi Wan is like a bit of a nerd and has a blue lightsaber and everything else. But then Anakin, arguably the most rock and roll Jedi to ever live, he had a blue mm-hmm. one. So he I, did, yeah. Boom. I thought there was going to be a moment. I couldn't remember. Um, I was I was disappointed we didn't get to see Vader holding the green lightsaber because he does hold it, but it's shot in a way that you never see Vader holding a green saber. No, he's he's never ignited. Yeah, when he's holding it, he's just holding the hilt, which is a shame. Um, yeah, I like. What do you make of um? Because we get we get a bit of an up close one. What do you make of Luke's lightsaber hilt design? Where are you at with hilts? Uh, I love it. It's a it's a good design. It's very similar to Obi Wan's lightsaber. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's a good class design. Mm. I, I quite... like it. I often, I, again, in Jedi Survivor, I often make my own lightsaber somewhat reminiscent of this. I always use that like emitter piece, like because... the in and out kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like, like a um, shaped thing on the I, end. I like a something. fucking what? What is it? The end of a Hoover that looks like Anakin's lightsaber. You know where it's got that like? <laughs> feel like if t- someone's diagonally taken a saw to a pole. What? Do you know what I mean? Like, picture Anakin's lightsaber, and now picture the end section of a Hoover. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I think I know what you mean. Okay. That's that's the one I like. I like I like that shape the best. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know what, what else do you want to talk about. Oh, my, the next thing on my notes is Ewoks. So, like, because we the had... next thing on your notes is Ewoks. Well, I, d- I didn't You've go chronologically. Green lightsaber to Ewoks. I didn't go chronologically. I just wrote some stuff down, and I thought that'd be interesting to chat about. <laughs> Okay. All right. What what in between the Ewoks and on Jabba's palace and Tatooine it, it, do you think is is worth a, a chat? Uh, Jedi rocks. And this is where the special editions really come into show. I love it, man. I love it. I got, 
I can't help it. I have a certain nostalgia for it. This is the version I watched over and over again as a kid. Uh, yeah, um, And I, I just love... I know it's not great. <laughs> I know you got a big CGI little bear or whatever the fuck he is just screaming into the camera <laughs> so you can see his little gullet moving and everything. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But, like... Oh, it's a catchy song. I like it. I I love. I don't know what it is, it's right? Nice but something noodles, in the nineties activated in George Lucas, where he just got really <laughs> into like absurd, a bit of slapstick, like the droid. The droids is what I'm talking about. You know the humor of the droids, uh, not the droid. The, the battle droids. That are, they're very like uh oh, kind of and all silly voices and stuff. Not re- not not so much in the Phantom Menace. The droids are quite straight laced in the Phantom Menace. Are the, they? The I'd have to revisit that. Yeah, yeah, in the. The the slapstick nature of the droids comes very much like pretty much from Revenge of the Sith onwards. Really? really. I thought that was Yeah. Oh wow, okay. It's like Revenge of the Sith and obviously Clone Wars is very prevalent in that. Oh but yeah, yeah. In in the Phantom Menace, they're very like straight laced. They're very like, ah, that doesn't compute, uh, you're under arrest, that sort of stuff. Like Is there not a bit like they're when not... they where they lock Qui Gon and Obi Wan in the thing and they're like like, am I misremembering this? Are they are they not like making a few ah the Jedi kind of scary? They're scared of no. Obi Wan and and Qui Gon. No. Where am I getting no. that? I, from? Think, I think you're thinking of uh, Obi Wan and Anakin when they're Maybe. again Revenge of the Sith when they're going towards to rescue uh, Palpatine. Yeah, maybe I am actually. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I have to rewatch the prequels. I haven't seen them in a while. A couple of years. Um. But no, like, yeah, again, they are the battle droids are very straight laced, especially in in Phantom Menace. A little bit more silly in Attack of the Clones, but still not like the the levels of um, as they get to in Revenge of the Sith and, and onwards. Yeah, I, yeah, you're right. The Clone Wars probably definitely <laughs> played a part in yeah. the the silliness. Yeah, I, um, for the better though, it it made them oh they're more fun, more fun. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, and like they're fucking hilarious in Jedi Survivor as well. Like, <laughs> Still remember that clip, that full clip that you showed me, where yeah. it was like, nothing can go wrong up here. <laughs> what a beautiful view. <laughs> wow. Oh, God. Yes, I'm on top I'm of the world. I'm just going to enjoy this view and nothing will go wrong. <laughs> um, but yeah, so George Lucas definitely got into this kind of brand of comedy because there's, there's even parts where like Luke gets like trapdoored into the Sarlacc, not the Sarlacc pit, the Rancor pit. Um, and you, you've even mm. got like things around him, like just other creatures being like, "Uh oh," and <laughs> it's like like all these little adi- like additions that just make you go like, "What was he cooking with this? <laughs> Why did he need this to be a bit sillier?" That wasn't added though. Luke fell into the rancor pit in the in the movie. No, but like all the reactions around, like you you've got like a specific. Well, I don't know. I think it was off screen, so I don't know if it was a droid or a little band member or a creature or something. That one of them's like, "Uh oh," when Luke falls in, and mm. it's all very. It, it feels very like something for the, something to make the kids have a little laugh <laughs> while it happens. There's a lot of stuff to make the kids laugh in this, though. <laughs> there is, yeah. It's, um, I mean, the inclusion There's of the Ewoks alone, yeah. Yeah. Little bears that murder. Yeah, they do. They commit an awful lot of murder for cuddly bears. There's a lot, there's, yeah, there's a lot of murder in it. I love They're them. They're great. They are great. Yeah. Can we talk about the Ewoks? But, <laughs> no, but you, I want to get your thoughts on the, the song. All right, the song... I don't. It, do you know what? It, like, if it wasn't for the visual element, it wouldn't What's feel out of place. What's wrong with Snice Noodles? No, nothing's wrong with Snice Noodles. 
She's great. Um, no, it like the thing is, the song doesn't feel out of place because it's like in a club setting and like it's very like people are dying and it's very business as usual. Like let's just mm. play on while Jabba tortures whoever he's torturing this week. Um, yeah, it it only stands out, which I think it, like to to put a musical number into a scene that previously didn't have one, I believe. It's a strong choice. It's a very strong choice, yeah. It's a bold choice, Mm. and it only works for the better, I think. You put a musical number in anything, it's instantly better. (laughs) I stand by that. I think it has a high chance of being instantly worse or better, and George Lucas got quite lucky in this. No, it's always better. (laughs) You put a musical number in literally anything, it will always be better because of it. I can't even, I don't even know what the song's about. It's just, I don't know the alien language. It doesn't matter. Who cares? (laughs) It's a good, it's a good fun time. The, um, did the, the dancer come back? Wasn't, didn't the The dancer refilm some stuff? Yeah, the Twi'lek dancer. Yeah. um, Yeah, she came back after like 13 years or whatever. Which is pretty nuts. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, didn't look a day older. At yeah. All, so. Yeah, and for a dancer, that's tough as well. That physicality <laughs> yeah. you've got to keep up. Yeah, my yeah. lord. Um, it fits. It's getting by on the skin of its teeth. Like it could. It's 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 one more ridiculous shot of like someone's mouth away from being way too much. But it, it toes the line, and I appreciate its inclusion. Why do you hate fun? I don't hate fun, but it stands out like a sore thumb. Like I think it like the visuals of it like. It, it's it to me. It's 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 more. It's like akin to those bizarre fucking animals walking in front of the camera in Moss Eisley. Like it stands out so no. aggressively. It's like that wasn't here originally. If it has that feel of like stuff has been painted into this rather than stuff was there. And then they like they try and cover it up with that mm. shot of Boba Fett just like yeah, I'll cross my arms to this. I'm having a vibe. I'm, I'm here mm. at the club having a good time. It it slots in perfectly for me. Okay, all right. It's always been there. It's always part of the movie. <coughs> okay, well look, it, I mean, from your childhood, it always has been. So exactly. So what can yeah. I say to that? Yeah. And any version of the movie which may or may not exist without this is uh, just lesser because of that. Yeah, I'd and say. not the director's full, true, untapped vision. This is what Richard Marquand wanted in 1983, <laughs> or probably 82 when it was shot. Yeah, it's true. And when I said, yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm not even realising I did that subconsciously. George Lucas mm. is not the director of these, but he no. may as well have been. <laughs> yeah. Because he went back and went, no. <laughs> no <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. yeah. As is his right. Yeah. I don't know. How did, have, the ever, have the other directors ever weighed in? Because Empire's largely unfucked with, right? Not aggressively anyway. There's a bit. It's it's uh, yeah. It's the least of the three. It's yeah. The least changed of the three. Um, but I don't know. Not that I know. Yeah, I, I don't. But like again, <laughs> it's George's. It's George's. They oh, they, they made their millions. They they they're yeah. off. Yeah, they don't care. <laughs> I don't think they care that much. I'd be surprised if they did. Film Twitter will probably cry about it and think they care. But like, uh, yeah, it's true. I think Film Twitter do aggressively care about the song being in it. They're they're very anti-song. I well, think. Then they can shut up <laughs> and respect the true majesty of George Lucas's vision. Exactly, that's what I say. What else happens? Uh, I don't know. Ewoks. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh, yes, just talk and skip half the movie. It's not half the movie, but talk, it like we've we've spoken and talk uh, about the Ewoks. If you broke what, this what, movie down into three parts, it would be Jabba's Palace, Endor, 
and the like the final battle. Right. Well, Endor is part of the final battle. Well, yeah, but like when I said, I mean like the throne room and like Luke's. What about Mon Mothma? I. What about her? She just shows up and is like, "Hey, here's a plan." What about Luke going to Dagobah? Oh, that's a point. I forgot about Dagobah. Yeah, because he doesn't want to talk about the fact that fucking Darth Vader's his dad. <laughs> so he's like, I'm just going to die instead. Okay? And Luke keeps poking him like, hey, don't die. And he's like, I'm hey. literally trying to die, bro. <laughs> exactly. What about all that stuff? I do like I do like uh, Luke going back to Dagobah. I like how he refers to Yoda as his old friend. Um, yeah, and you exactly. get you get a true sense that they have like really formed. I mean, obviously they had a, a kind of mentor-mentee kind of relationship anyway but you really do feel mm. like luke's and you get this from to be fair from Jabba's palace luke's maturity and how much older luke feels um yeah he does feel a lot more um well full jedi master now really. yeah he feels like he's jedi um, master luke skywalker uh, it, it feels like he's kind of got his he's he, very centered yeah 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 he feels more like measured mm. and calm despite mm. him murdering two people <laughs> merely walking yeah. near him like the whole idea of Luke in this is like, oh, is he flirting with the dark side? Mm. Is he is he gonna turn? Is what's he what's he gonna happen? You know, from from the get go, he's dressed all in black in this little sleek number that he's got on with the Chanel boots. He's looking great. He's got the hood up. He's force choking people. Like, ooh, this is a little bit, mm. a little bit sinister, a little bit naughty, Luke. Um, and the whole time, like Palpatine's convinced he's gonna turn over and stuff. So, so that's very much a theme throughout the movie. Yeah, and it does. I like. It, I do like that and how like it's expanded on. But it, it, Luke is almost like the way you say more centered and measured. It almost feels like it's a blank canvas. Like he feels like he's mm. at the starting point of his, like be yes, he's you know, and he faces the Vader and stuff. But he's basically a Jedi trained. His training is complete, and Yoda even says that. Um, yeah. So now it feels like a scenario where, like, it just could flip the other way. Like, he could apply all the stuff he's learned to a not so righteous path, and mm. he's he's in a very like transformable state right now, where it could go either way for him. Um, which I really really like. Um, I I like that. Um, Han is kind of in amongst all of this. He's the like an audience surrogate almost because he's been out of the loop since the ending of empire strikes back yeah there's this there's this really <laughs> what does he say like <laughs> i've been away for a little bit and everyone gets delusions of grandeur <laughs> yeah and he's, he's he's got this like this uh, this silly line or something <laughs> where he's like um he phrased it oh, it's like someone's like oh luke's rescuing us and he's like luke can rescue himself <laughs> or something yeah has <laughs> no idea that luke is like off being the coolest guy ever um yeah, no, I know. I to be fair, I completely forgot about all the Dagobah stuff. I like. Um, do you want to talk about the, the, from a certain point of view the gaslighting? <laughs> yeah, the gaslighting. It's pretty funny, isn't it? It's, it's funny the funny circles that... that the that the film yeah. jumps through to to apologize for it. <laughs> yeah, like this very much was not a thing in the first movie, but like now it is, so we have to make it work. Mm. <laughs> and the way we're gonna make that work is have Obi Wan be a bigger lion cut. It's like. No, no, like, well, if you think about it, what really, what I said was Vader killed your dad. And, like, if, if you look at it from a certain point of yeah. view, I mean, that's kind of true, because, like, you know, Anakin died and he became Vader. So, really, you know, it, it's, it works, <laughs> it works. It's, it, yeah, it's very, like, 
this makes sense if you thought about it in a way that no one would ever hear that information and think about. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. if I spoke entirely in metaphors, it's your fault for not understanding it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's mm. um, it is quite funny. Um, but I but I do I do quite like how it is, because like I know they were kind of dealing with the best of a of kind of a weird situation in in explaining it like that. Um, but it does just add this kind of layer onto the Jedi that make them. They feel like they almost put Luke in a box. Like it, it, mm. it, it now infers that they never trusted him fully with the truth. One hundred percent. And yeah. they and Yoda even has a line about how he like it's a shame or something that he went out unprepared to face that burden. And it's like he would have done so much better if you'd have told him that. Case mm. in point, the next time he meets Vader and he's prepared for that, he does a lot better. <laughs> like, mm. Yeah. Um, it does add this layer of like unwilling to trust anyone outside of the fold with with the secret and the burden of knowing that secret um which just makes the jedi's fall more like clearly kind of telegraphed like you do get the impression yeah. that the jedi are ignorant and and often i don't know what's the word dismissive of how other people could be of use i guess yeah they're, they're very much blindsided mm. and lost their way by like uh the clone wars and that kind of stuff yeah um, but yeah, no, I like it. I like that Yoda fades out. He becomes one with the Force. He oh. does. He turns into a little Force ghost. Mm. Um, well, we don't actually see him be a Force ghost until later, but he just disappears. Mm. Um, and yeah, pretty cool. Anyway, the Ewoks. <laughs> Fuck's sake, man. All right. T t tell me your thoughts on the Ewoks, but be warned. Mm. I might kill you. No, I love the Ewoks. Okay, my, I won't kill you. To read the first sentence of my note verbatim, I've never understood the hate for the Ewoks. I think Me they're neither. Like, they're great. They are great. Firstly, best game mode in Battlefront. Battlefront? Yeah, Battlefront. Battlefront 2. Yeah. Ewok Hunt. Oh, I, yeah. I sometimes still just load up at Ewok Hunt and I'm like, I'm going to run around with it's these great. little freaks. Yeah. yeah. It's really good stuff. Yeah, it's great. Uh, but I think, like, I mean, you, everyone knows. It's clear as day. And they became a bit more kind of politically mm. transparent in the prequels. But this is very clearly like a metaphor on like the indigenous people versus the fucking like basically American and British invaders. This is very clearly like the story of the underdog. It's Vietnam. Is it, do you reckon? It's, it's, it's Vietnam, yeah. Oh, okay. George I... said that himself, yeah. Oh, okay. I, wow, that's weird. I yeah. literally never put that together. Yeah, it's Vietnam. Oh. Yeah. Well, I mean... Similar ilk of what I'm getting at. <laughs> yeah. um, no, but it's, it's, I don't know, it feels very like, it kind of echoes this theme of, and this is why, this is kind of a partial reason why I never understood the hate for it. It just echoes the point that they were making with Yoda beautifully in that don't underestimate someone for their size, appearance, don't underestimate someone because they live in, you know, a hut in the middle of nowhere. Like, mm. it's, you know, People often would say, you know, how could we defeat the Empire? They've got advanced technology and all of this, but they get brought down by sticks and stones and fucking just creativity and clever engineering of weaponry. Like they, That's the Vietnam of it all, because mm. America like, went into Vietnam thinking, oh, this will be a fucking cakewalk. We're, we're America. We're the fucking greatest <laughs> military in the world. How could we lose? We're, we're, we got everything. We spend like 90% of our annual budget on the fucking military. Yeah. So, like, we're great, man. We're good to go. And then, like, fucking Vietnam, in comparison, they're like a, a very poor nation in comparison. Like, mm. 
wiped the fucking floor with them. <laughs> like, you know? When you haven't got the money, you have to get creative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I, I also just think, like, people give them crap for, like, the design of them. But they look fucking incredible. They're little bears. What do you want? Yeah, they literally... But they're also, like... Just in terms of how good they look, they look, they, they look like little cuddly teddy bears, but the, the fucking duality between them of making them from one second be a cute teddy bear and then they like reveal they've got these like razor sharp teeth and they pull out mm. their like spears and the, their like sticks and stuff and you're like, I could fucking be killed by these bears. And like, well, we're gonna eat them. Yeah, exa- we're gonna eat exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's crazy, right? I, I really, <laughs> I really, it's obviously harping on the Yoda thing of like, don't judge a book mm. by its cover. But I also think it's just like, people say, oh, they're just for kids and you know, their their inclusion is just to sell toys. And there probably mm. was an absolute financial benefit to selling cuddly bears to kids. Yeah, yeah. But they're not just that. And also there was a benefit who, to selling also, Luke Skywalker toys to kids too. Yeah, <laughs> like, who cares? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, they're just there to sell toys. Who cares though? Because if it works for the movie, it works for the movie. Yeah. Fucking hell. There's a new Stormtrooper design in literally every single Star Wars movie. Yeah. Purely for the fact so as they can sell a new Stormtrooper toy. Yeah. All right? It's the point. We've got the Scout Troopers here. All right? Yeah. They've still, net to this day, they've never figured out what the Scout Troopers are for. <laughs> it changes in every fucking medium. All right? <laughs> but like, they're here so we can have a new toy and they look cool so there we go there we scout are scout troopers boom toy yeah I'm... ewok toy also the ewoks were supposed to be the wookies and then they were like it was originally going to be on kashik or whatever kashik was back in the day and they were going to be like oh we're going to go to chewy's home world and we'll have a bunch of wookies there to, to help us fight the empire oh, okay and then they were like oh that's going to be quite expensive and difficult to film so let's just <laughs> Let's just change the name around and we'll make them Ewoks yeah. and then they'll be smaller bears. Some so. Someone ordered exactly too mm. little of the fabric for Chewy by half <laughs> yeah. and they were like, I guess they're smaller Chewies now. <laughs> Probably about a third of the size of Chewy. Oh yeah, that's so. true, yeah. Uh, they thought, I'll tell you what, we'll save that gold concept mm. for a great holiday special we've got in the works. We're holiday like, special was before this. Oh, was it just after the first one? Yeah, holiday special was between the first two. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, because it debuted Boba Fett, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you fool, Lawrence. Oh. You don't know your lore and history. No, I'm not familiar with stuff that happened like fucking five decades ago. <laughs> I'm a fool. Um, yeah, no, I, I like, I love the Ewoks. I just think they're like, I, I love just the imagery of the, just the Empire being brought down by like, they're doing the stuff. It even kind of makes the, the Rebels look a bit too bombastic in in mm. kind of in i guess context next to them right because like you had entire like fucking squadrons of like fighter jets to bring down ATATs and stuff and like they're they're doing loops and circles and they're they're attaching like ropes to the legs so that they can just tackle them down well ATATs aren't ATS no they're not they're but like but then Humans aren't Ewoks, so like, well, yeah, you, you can level out that size comparison. Mm. Um, no, I know what you're saying, but like, in terms of like a comparative, like, scaled down version, they just it's not even a mm. threat, like, they're, they're yeah, it's a mm. war, but they're like, oh, we can take this, we know what we're doing, it's not all hope is lost. It's pretty sad when those like Ewoks get blown up, and then one like oh. goes to check out his friend, he's like, wake up, buddy. But he doesn't because he's dead. And then he just kind of falls into him. 
Yeah. That's a little sad cry. I got that. Um, this I was going to save it for little things, but there was um, uh, the that it got me in the feelings the same the the Rancor trainer. Oh, little Patisas. Oh trainer. man. Yeah. He, mm. he was um, his his just crying. Oh, it just got me. <laughs> no, because they present it as like this is the Rancor. This is the, but like the Rancor is just a slave to this as well. Yeah, the Rancor is very much just as much of a slave as anyone else there. Yeah, is. yeah. And and like Luke kills him, and it's like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> it's like, oh no, that's actually sad. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> just two victims of this horrible fucking regime. <laughs> Poor little Rancor. Indeed. Um, but yeah, I like I like a lot of the Endor stuff. Um, I like that people get new fits for Endor as well. Do you want to do some fit talk? Who's got new fits? Well, we've got uh, Han puts on a nice camo trench coat. Um. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Which is probably my least favorite Han fit. Yeah. yeah not... I, I kind of like the long coat, but yeah. I don't think it matches his like rough and ready vibe. Really, he's just wearing the same outfit as the first movie, but he's got a coat on. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's added the coat, yeah. <laughs> but, and also, like, he's only wearing the coat in, like, one scene, and then he, like, takes it off for the rest <laughs> of the movie. And he knows. He knows. This isn't my vibe. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Leia's got a great little upgrade. Leia's looking, like, I th- I still think my favorite Leia outfit is the, the Hoth gilet. Um, gilet, yeah. Yeah, but, I, but she gets a nice kind of combat look in this, like a camo a combat. Little, uh, Little uh, Endor poncho. Mm. She has her worst look in this movie too. The bikini, the slave bikini. Yes. Yeah. Controversial statement that. Would well, I don't think so. <laughs> I I think it's weird that people are like, oh yeah, when they put that on screen, I'm like, what an enslaved woman to a weird slug. No, it's not something that gets me going personally. <laughs> look, uh, <laughs> while I kind of deny that you know Cara Fisher is a very beautiful woman and she. Looks good in all aspects. She she pulls I off the look. Also, I will say she pulls off the look. Yeah, but also I don't know. I always find it weird when people do like a you like you know you go on TikTok and you see someone do like a, a thirst trap in like a slave layer outfit. And yeah, I'm like, I just feel there's just something about this which just feels so just wrong. I mean, just like, add the context that the outfit is often referred to as slave layer. Yes, and, and I know that's people all you need. to reclaim it. People have tried to reclaim it and refer to it as the Hut Slayer outfit, which, you know, I can see the merit in. Mm. But at the same time, it was still an outfit that was forced upon her because of this horrible situation that she was in. And I think and in the actual film context as well, I'm pretty sure Carrie Fisher has come out like and said after, way after, obviously. But like, I wish I pushed back on that. I could have done without that. Probably, yeah. Um, George is notoriously a bit of a... What's the whole like? Yeah. Oh, you can't wear bras in space. Kind There's of no thing. bras in space. Yeah, but I don't see fucking Han Solo free ball in it. <laughs> well, I don't think he's wearing a bra. No, but he's got. He's, he he doesn't have his. He doesn't have his Johnson swinging, does he? Well, they didn't say no underwear. They just said no bra. Oh, that's true. Yeah, but but the bras underwear. 
Okay, yeah, but they didn't say no underwear. They said no bra again. I think I, I think they specified no bra for a particular reason. <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. I'm just saying your point doesn't exactly work because they're different things. I'm just saying Harrison should have should have had his uh, his solo swinging. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I deserve that one. <laughs> Um, all right, I have, I have humble pie to eat. You can guess why, or I can just come out and tell you. I you have no idea. Why. Uh, yeah, la- uh, fucking Lando's pretty cool. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> I've been saying this to you for years. You fucking idiot. I had it in just in the back of my mind. It just wasn't. We'd seen the redemption already with Han Solo in a character that I think is cooler. But I've I've come to appreciate his smooth devil ways. I've come to appreciate his. You know, his his ambitious, earnest trust in his friends. You know, my guy down there will get it done. He'll he'll look after us. I like mm. that. He does embody this this nice sense of hope that the final battle needs. Um, and now he's fully committed to the rebellion as well. It's true. He's a, he's a general. He's he's leading the uh, the attack on the, the Death Star. Yeah. He's doing good. Oh, the Death Star's back, by the way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you make of a second Death Star? <laughs> Two of three, I think. Um... <laughs> Yeah, this is the second of three that shows up. Um, I don't know. As an adult, I'm like, yeah, not great. It felt like like it could have been more interesting, something else. Yeah. But as a kid, I always thought it was the first Death Star. I always thought like Mm. it was because the first Death Star blew up, and then this one is like half built and stuff. And I'm like, ah, this is what what's left after it blew up. Right, they're kind of re-piecing it back. Yeah. Yeah. No, not even that. This is just what's left. Like, this is... <laughs> it, it got destroyed, and, like, this is how it looks now. But it, it still works. <laughs> yeah, and in my head, in my big, stupid kid brain, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, that's perfect sense. That, this is what's <laughs> left now. So I was like, oh, yeah, that's... Of course, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah, it's a little dumb, but, yeah. It, it's a, it is a little dumb, but also I think it, like... Maybe this was intended. Maybe this was just they had no ideas um, left, which I feel is maybe not a fair claim to make against most famous Hollywood ideas man, George Lucas. Mm. Um, but like, it, it kind of also speaks again to the hubris of the Empire, and just we'll do the same thing mm. again. Yeah, and it's just like that. Well, there's no way the rebels will get lucky twice because it worked out so well last time. Yeah, so. but but they don't even they never they underestimate. They don't consider that. Well, it's bigger. It, it's certainly it's like, bigger. <laughs> it's like three times bigger or whatever. And then so isn't like, like isn't there a really? I remember, and maybe they're listening, maybe they're not. <clears> we um, uh, we went and saw. Wait, was it? What did we go and see? Yeah, when we saw the Last Jedi, we watched the Force Awakens first, didn't we? It was a double billing. We did. Yeah. yeah we did. Um and I remember going with um Garrett who has been on the show quite some episodes back uh, and our mm. friend from uni Harry. Uh and we were sat across the who way from him. Technically has appeared on the show. He, oh yes, yes in the wedding yes. special, yeah. Yes. Um but I remember mm. just kind of I'd never even really considered it and how silly of a line it was before in the Force Awakens when he goes, "No, this was the Death Star." And this is Star Killer Base, and it's just zoom. The camera pans across to this hologram. The Death Star is relatively small, and then Star Killer Base is like four times the size of the Death Star. And I just, yeah. I, I to this day, I still remember <laughs> Garrett and Harry just both just cracking up. To no one else was laughing, and they were just like, "This is ridiculous." 
That's your favorite movie as well. You love the Force. I, Awakens. I love the. And this is this is what I was saying earlier, right? Like, I I think there's flaws in the Force Awakens, but it's such a fucking enjoyable movie to watch. Like, it's a movie that is just so earnestly like, yeah, we're doing Star Wars. You missed Star Wars well, on the big Shut up. We're not doing the Force Awakens right now. <laughs> we will okay. get there. I really want to do the sequels. We will in two years. <laughs> okay, that's the, that's the fair. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, okay. We're, um, <clears throat> yeah, where, where, where are we? Uh, two Death Stars. Two Death Stars. My two Death Stars. Mm. Uh, look, it's great. It's, well, it's not great, but, you know, it's fine. <laughs> it, it does the job. It's, like, it's, it's a Death Star. Yeah. What do you want? It's a big thing. It, where, also, where else were they going to set the final battle? Yeah. On a spaceship? <laughs> Boring. I mean, they, uh, you 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 said it earlier. They need the three prongs. They need the yeah. the ground assault, the more interpersonal conflict, and then a big space battle. So yeah, yeah you you need you need someone like that, and it just makes sense to basically build a bigger, meaner Death Star. Um, yeah, that's a, 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 a I, this is one thing that's always got me. They it feels and may, maybe maybe I kind of. I don't know, maybe this is an unpopular opinion, but it, they said it, this one's better defended than the first Death Star. Yeah. But I always, and maybe it's because it's the solo conflict of the first movie's third act. Mm. I always felt like the first one was still harder to blow up than the second one. You see, I see what you're saying. Mm. Uh, because, like, <laughs> it is just, like, half open, and you can just <laughs> yeah. like, fly into it. Like, I feel like I could I take my Sunday Star Cruiser and just go in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I see what you're But it's also, like, it also has the whole Empire fleet around it as well. Yeah, yeah. So that's, I feel like that's more what they're talking about, really. And like, you, you kind of need to hit that golden window of the shield generator being down, them not yes, knowing it's exactly. down and hitting it, yeah. Exactly, yeah. 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 It's a great moment when, like, the Rebel fleet pull out of hyperspace and they're like going let's do this let's go blow up the death star and then lando's like hold on a minute boys something doesn't feel right here <laughs> yeah something doesn't pull up pull up no and then akbar is like it's a trap <laughs> i do like it's that, that nature of the, the whole third act of the movie is just like yeah you thought like yeah. from the empire of just like yeah we've we've kind of worked around we anticipated Ooh, a lot of this. I'm afraid the Death Star is quite <laughs> operational. Well, so this was Ian McDermott's first appearance, right? This was, yeah, his first appearance as uh, Emperor Palpatine. And then they yeah. they just went back and obviously put him into um, into Empire because yeah. it was the the old lady with the chin pies. Yeah, yeah, he's brilliant. Like he's great, and he's like thirty years old. Yeah, <laughs> which is crazy, well. right? Yeah, <laughs> <coughs> they had to do so much work to make him look old. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then he finally aged into the. It's 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 rare that a original trilogy actor ages into their role, yeah, rather than ages true. out of it. Um, and like fucking forty years later, he's still doing it, and he's doing a great job. Yeah, as well. He's but he's always been a standout, and he's always been brilliant. But I just absolutely love this. He he's such a fucking. If Vader he's is a like menace, the, yeah, he, yeah, he, but that, he's it, a big phantom menace. He, he is. That's the phantom menace. <laughs> he is. Yeah. If, if Vader brings this brawn and this fear level and this, you, you know, you displease me, I choke you out. Yeah. What? Yes. Um. He's the when you the second you see him and you get a hint of it in Empire where like Vader is on his knees, basically mm. praying towards the big head, uh, hologram of him, but. The second he arrives in this, he's just such a frail old guy. 
but Vader yeah. is like just obviously shit scared of him. Mm. Um, and not in a way that like Vader's cowering in fear. You never it never trades off any of the menace of Darth Vader, but like you it just becomes so clear that he's like this is his I mean he calls him master anyway, but it it becomes mm-hmm. so apparent that the relationship here is puppet and puppeteer. Yeah. Um which I fucking love. He just yeah, it just gives an absolutely incredible performance and I love that even though this is the movie where and it's rare for this to happen, I think this is the movie where he loses and the empire loses and the the cards have all been stacked against him for a very long time he was in the rare position of whichever way this way this goes i win yeah like if luke kills vader i win if vader kills luke i still win like it it he's there that that shot of the blades clashing over his just grinning face it's just written all over him that just like i have no stake in this i don't give a fuck how this ends <laughs> That's that's Palpatine. I think that's the reason why he's so menacing and 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 scary, but also like genuinely like a great, well written character is just Palpatine is just like is the ultimate planner, really. Yeah. He like just plans for every scenario and he and he takes everything into account and you know, he has this whole long drawn out plan about taking over the whole galaxy and 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 what he can do beyond that point and his whole obsession with just getting more and more power but then it's like what that which ultimately becomes his downfall because like for everything like he saw and thought about and and you know planned for the one thing that he didn't was like a dad loving his son yeah really. exactly Something yeah so fucking normal and ordinary is just the one thing he didn't think about and then it's yeah, it's, it's the one thing he's incapable of thinking about. Cause like, yeah, exactly. And you get this obviously later in the prequels, but he's his way of caring for a child is to groom mm. them, to manipulate them. Like it's mm. it's that's obviously his relationship with Anakin and everything else. But like, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just this this. Uh, it's he's got a great theme as well. Which, like, which one's John his theme? John Williams is always cooking. John Williams is always doing a great job but the emperor's theme is so like it's not like bombastic or like in your face like the imperial march or anything like that it's just so subtle and chilling and it's just like oh it's really good have you can i hear a bit can you play it on the thing yeah well it's it's like a it's more like atmospheric and it's like oh i know i know exactly the one you mean yeah like a low choir the one I love is the fuck. It comes in the um, the main crux of it kicks in after the um, the the bit where Vader goes, "Oh, sister," and Luke starts you have a twin sister. Yeah, and Luke starts just absolutely wailing on him, and you get is it the fury of a Jedi? Jedi's fury, something like that. No idea. Don't know. I can't, it's, it's, the, it's the one where it's like it feels like those low drones of the of the Emperor's theme, but it, it mm. it's it's more hopeful but also like it i know there's something about that piece of music that just spells out it feels like the ultimate battle of good versus evil mm. and it's oh, it's so good um but yeah anyway so the i i put down the talking about the 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 kind of the jewel and the the, the three-pronged um third act i like the the jewel of of Vader and Luke because it's it's just this I don't know it's it's obviously it's it's the emotional payoff to this story 
and mm. it's almost like the battle for the legacy of uh, the Skywalkers in general. Like, I guess, like, innocence is on the line, but also Vader's redemption is on the line. And amongst all of it, like we just said, you have Palpatine in this position in the middle where it really doesn't matter what happens to him. He's still going to have a puppet to play with after the fact. Um, and yeah, I just... I, they're, they're trading back and forth. I like how it's framed as a, a duel between Vader and Luke, but really it's Luke versus the Emperor. Yeah. And Vader's mostly just an observer. Like, I've always felt their, their dialogue was... <clears throat> in the same way that... Um, the in the same way that Yoda in this trilogy never had a lightsaber, um, mm. you get the same for the the same treatment for the Emperor, where they're both they both feel elevated beyond it. I know the prequels obviously give them both lightsabers, but in this original kind of viewing of them, I feel like they're both just masters of the Force, and the way they battle is with their their ideas and their philosophy and their and their words. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know. What do you make of all that kind of like the the trading of dialogue between the Emperor and Luke? Again, yeah, it's just Palpatine pulling the strings, really, just mm. trying his best to to do what he does best. I, I do like the way he's like, you know, he's goading Luke throughout the yeah. the the scenes and stuff, and he's like, he's showing them the he's showing him the the Empire fleet just like. Uh, crushing the rebels and stuff he's like oh you want this you want your lightsaber well take it strike me down see what happens it'll be fine i bet nothing will happen don't worry about it <laughs> yeah. um yeah it, it's it feels like stuff. luke can't make a move he either stands still and yeah. does nothing yeah and loses or... or fights and loses yeah exactly um and you know luke does give into the anger he does mm. take the lightsaber he goes and takes a swing at him and then vader's there and you got that great shot of the blades crossing over palpatine as he just like smiles menacingly in glee at it all um but the duel between vader and luke it's one of the best that's ever been put to screen yeah i think oh, it's I so it's so good i love how luke truly does lose himself in that battle mm. he really does lose sight of it all and there is a moment where you you know he he you can see a possibility of him leaning that way and, and taking it all in he really like all it takes is just the threat of, of um the threat of losing layer and he's like fuck this and fuck you and he's just yeah the way he just wails on vader and he's just slamming that blade down on him <laughs> over and over again yeah like <laughs> and vader's like fuck it out i can't do i can't do anything against this <laughs> I'm fucked, mate. You get, um, you get, like, as an audience member, you get the catharsis of wanting to see Vader get put down, but you also get the vindication of, you know, people on the right side saying, you know, Luke's the hero of the piece. Luke shouldn't kill you. And I think it's yeah. like, it's a really interesting position to for Luke as a character to be put in because in episode one, um, or episode one, episode four, so A New Hope, it was very Luke learns to fight back comes to terms with the fact that he can stand still and not contribute or can fight back and he he has he makes the choice to fight in the only mm. way that he really can in the second one it's more about holding his own against vader and just basically living to fight for another day that day won't be today but yeah. he has to survive it and come out on top or at least come out alive i don't know i guess like it, the way that this is the first time luke is able to he's powerful enough to decide rather than just like in the, you know, he can't, he doesn't just have to make it out alive. If he wants to end this, he can. 
the ultimate control over your power is knowing to with when to withhold it. Um, yeah. And, like, it's funny because that realization comes after he's, like, furiously and recklessly unleashed it and lost control of it. Um, yeah, well, that's the thing. He does, he does lose control and he does wail on Vader and he is, like, at that point where he could strike the final blow and just end it there, but then he does have that moment of realization and, and one of the best scenes in all of star wars for me is when he throws away the lightsaber and he's mm. like fuck this man i'm a jedi like my father before me all right and you you can't do shit all right you're here saying that i should just kill him strike him down and take his place fuck you we're the skywalker boys all right? <laughs> we're, we're so much better than you can all right <laughs> fuck you and fuck this lightsaber i don't even need it Right. It's the ultimate trust in a higher power, right? Like it's the ultimate yes. trust in the Force, because you know, the, <clears throat> you know, Palpatine can sit there and you know he's a master of the Force and he knows how to wield the dark side to be his greatest strength, right? But ultimately, he's a planner and he has plans A all the way through to fucking Z, right? Mm. So like he's he's someone that has backups and he never puts his full confidence in, I guess, like the will of the world and destiny and the Force and faith. Whereas mm. Luke throws it away and is essentially saying, "What will be will be, but I won't lose. Like I may, I may, I may lose the day, but I will not succumb to what you want me to do." Um, 100%. And yeah, and like you said, the the the, be- the beauty in it is the fact that just the one thing Palpatine never planned for was a, basically a father looking at his son being tortured and then just going, mm. "I've had enough of this." Yeah, which I love. It's a, it's a great moment when when he does like throw palpatine down the shaft and stuff and and you get the the force theme like mixing in with uh with the music at the same time like it's you know like letting us know that he, he has come back to the light and stuff it's it's great it's a beautiful moment mm. i do love it i even love the added nose i like the added like, nose i think the nose says. makes sense yeah i do too no yeah. no no <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I love all of that. Um, I don't know, before we get to Luke and Vader's final conversation, what's going on elsewhere in the in the galaxy? Um, we'll just... There's probably um, I don't know, just someone chilling. On <laughs> that could be happening. Naboo. Yeah, yeah, someone chilling on the boo. Who's Landor's boy? Nine Nub. What's his name? Nine Num. Nine Num. Nine Num. I like yeah. him in his weird awkward laughs that he does <laughs> it's very yeah it's very like lando's like just is like yeah good shot or whatever and it just and then like it feels like there's a really awkwardly edited pause we're just going <laughs> the rules of the falcon are you need a weird co-pilot who yeah. doesn't speak um basic or whatever so i did yeah, i did notice that again, again it was yeah. more like he says stuff and lando's like yeah i know let's not <laughs> think like that <laughs> and it's like what's he oh, saying too close yeah. Um I yeah, I like them. I like I like Lando a lot better now he's not wearing Han's clothes. Um Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um I do like how the um obviously this gets brought up again later on in solo and stuff, but like I like seeing someone else pilot the Falcon. It's very funny, like even the way they animate the Falcon in like it, it mm. flies differently. Lando is far more precise. <laughs> Um, whereas like Han Solo's very, I don't know, Han Solo feels very more like erratic, whereas Lando feels yeah. like he knows a bit better what he's doing. No, do you not think Han is very clearly no Han is very clearly the better pilot. Yeah, but erratically. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, Han will happily 
you know, crash the ship uh, like a yeah. few times <laughs> or whatever while he's flying it. He'll 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 let it take on a little bit of damage, but Lando is a little bit more like inside the line. Not my baby kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Which is again, it's not this movie, but it is very funny to me in Solo. Like the second Han gets his hands on the controls, the <laughs> yeah, it's just. <laughs> oh, utterly just wrecked afterwards. He like he completely fucks it up, and then like he ejects that pod or something that is yeah. like, the famous for its shape, like its two pronged shape. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I yeah I do I do find that very funny. There's that one shot of the Falcon where it's just like they're like, oh, that's my ship over there or something. It's just battered to fuck. <laughs> like it's never looked it's worse. Great. Yeah. Um, what else is going on? We've got um everything going on. On the floor below, Han Solo, Leia, um, Chewie, C-3PO, they're all having a scrap. Captain Rex. Captain. Oh, yeah, and, and Captain Rex, who is... <laughs> Captain it, Rex. Is this man. definitively Captain Rex? What is this? Ah, it's vague. It's just like, if you want to think, that's Rex. It's, that's never, Rex. it's never officially been said that this is Captain Rex, but it's also... Uh, like, it's never not been in, said. In the end of Rebels, they were like very clearly like... Look, he's dressed the same, and it's him. Oh, and, okay. And yeah. Captain Rex was on the Battle of Endor, and you know he's there. He's, <laughs> he's that old guy that had no idea he's been immortalized as this thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like that you get Han Solo's like his his iconic little shrug that he does. Yeah, it's a good little shrug. You get I, I love you, I know again, but flipped around this time. Very cute. Mm. Um, Leia's shooting people. Leia's like. She's not. I mean, she got shot. She's not feigning injury, but she's very like, "Oh, woe is me, fucking psych, <laughs> take this." Yeah, I like sure. that. I like. I do find that there are a few conversations in this that could easily be like, <laughs> like those little moments where the truth could be outed and it would save everyone some time. Like, um, well, like the Luke and Leia, thing. the Luke and Leia thing, and Han's like, when "Oh, Han's you can tell like, Luke, huh?" <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is a bit funny when, like, um, when, when like, she does tell him, but she he's like, oh, you love Luke, don't you? And she's like, yeah, of course I do. Yeah, and I'm like, he's got no <laughs> context like, for this. Yeah, exactly. He's like, she just expects him to know. And she it's like she finds it ridiculous that he doesn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you've never told him. And why would he guess that? <laughs> yeah. And then he has that, just the whole reaction to that is very funny as well. His kind of over-the-top reaction. Is but, Harrison Ford, right, <clears throat> and I won't ever say a bad word against him, but his performance is noticeably weirder in this. He's having fun. He's probably high for most of it. He, he probably is, but there's he seems far, and I think maybe, the, maybe this is intentional, but like he seems <laughs> less cool. He seems more goofy than cool in this one. He's getting older. He is getting older, yeah. Maybe he's just aging out of he's his, in his gruff he's in his dad era yeah I, I think that's probably it mm-hmm. um he's got that great scene with c3po where he's where he's like ask ask them to do this and he turns out he's like, and yeah. this and, and this and we need well. our weapons yeah and we need our hurry weapons. up about yeah it. yeah and, and get on with it while you're there <laughs> <laughs> um which is very fun yeah i don't know i think um i don't know who stole the movie for you who's who's the movie's best uh luke it's Luke's movie. It is Luke's movie, yeah. It's Luke's movie. It's the Return of the Jedi. It's uh, it's a great um, just I don't know. I just I just really love everything it does for Luke, like especially the ending and stuff. And again, just the throwing away the lightsaber. It's like that's like the ultimate Jedi moment for me. That's like 
everything a Jedi should be and everything a Jedi is and stuff. Yeah. It's the the choosing not to fight is like the the big thing with a Jedi. Um, Where do you land yeah, on the on the what side of the fence do you land on with the interpretation of Return of the Jedi, the title? Who's the Jedi in question? Well, it's it's not the Return of the Jedi isn't the Return of this one Jedi. It's a Return of the Jedi Order. Yeah, I always I always interpreted it as uh, Vader's redemption, Anakin, <laughs> like I mean, making the sacrifice play. I mean, yeah, that's part of it. Like any good any good title will have multiple interpretations and multiple ways you can look at it. And a lot of Star Wars titles um are built that way mm. like you can look at them from multiple angles and stuff but uh, overall in terms of theme uh, it's like it's the return of the jedi order yeah it's the they they won the day eventually kind of thing they're back yeah um i do like yeah that that's also luke implies uh yoda implies you know pass on what you've learned the force is strong in my family um yeah. it's a very quotable movie come to think of it it is, yeah. A lot of big quotes in this movie. Yeah, I see them way later. <laughs> I think that's just one of your favourites. <laughs> you love one. Mark Hamill's delivery of that. <laughs> I do. I say it all the time. Well, what the, it's just because there's no there's no pauses. It's just yeah. all one one take, and I love it. I see them way later. <laughs> it's like three lines, but he just delivered it as one. Yeah. <laughs> no punctuation whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's almost like it was one word written phonetically. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh you've got So Be It Jedi, um so which is a good one. Jedi. You've got uh yeah, the I, the force is strong in my family. My father has it, I have it, my sister has it. Uh yeah. which is good. What are the other ones? There's there's other You got Leia lying about her mum. Oh yeah, what's she doing? <laughs> She's lying. <laughs> She's outright just telling untruths. <laughs> Well, this no, is one of them things like that a, doesn't slot in, right? Yeah. No, it's probably like a force thing or whatever. Yeah, you know, true. But like, Revenge of the Sith hadn't been made. And we didn't know Natalie Portman died immediately. So. <laughs> I, I like the, you know, very beautiful woman. She was sad. It's like, well, she, was, she wasn't having the best minute of her life that you knew her for. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess dying is a bit sad. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, anything else? Anything else to say? Um... Well, uh, Vader takes off his helmet. Oh, like, yeah. Look at, look at you in my own eyes. That's another big quote as well. Hello, and it's me, Sebastian Shaw. It's me, Sebastian Stan. Fa Bucky Barnes. <laughs> Famous Shakespearean actor, it is me. So how many people total have played Darth Vader in the original trilogy? So James L. Jones, David Prowse, Sebastian Stan. Yeah. So at least three. Hayden Christensen, he's in the flashback. Well, the Force Ghost. Yeah. Not technically. No, he's in it. He's in it. He's the Force yes. Ghost as Vader. Yes, he is, but he hasn't technically... In the original trilogy, though. All right, yeah. It is very but much... I don't know. It is this amalgamation, isn't it? Of We said it before. Yeah. They Star Wars loves splicing, like, four people to make one performance. Yeah. So, it's yeah, it's at least four, then, yeah. for the original trilogy. What do, you, what do you make of Vader without his helmet on? And then, you know, there'd have been stunt doubles and, and whatever. Oh, yeah, but I'm talking on screen. Who who yeah. can we... But then again, you never see David Prowse, I guess. Mm. Who played yeah. um, fucking Neapolitan ice cream head from Empire? Whose head was that? I don't know. We saw it on screen. <laughs> it counts. Might have just been a... A, <laughs> a scoop. Might not have been... <laughs> might have just been like a prop thing like a puppet or something I don't know. that's true yeah they could have just whipped some up yeah 
Might have been David Prowse. They might have just put up like a cap on him or something. Yeah, they may as well. They they I mean they could have done, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who um what would you make of helmetless Vader? Everything you, as a child, do you remember your feeling of like seeing the guy under the mask for the first time? Uh no, I don't to be honest. No, I, I don't, don't really No, it's not something I think about as a child. Um I was probably like, Oh, this is weird and I don't really care about it. Um, <laughs> yeah. oh, he's instantly less cool. <laughs> yeah. um no but i like it it's like um i love the the design and how he looks and stuff it's weird to think that he's only 45 though isn't it yeah like, he looks like in his 60s at <laughs> yeah least, yeah and you know they, they they didn't really know how old vader was supposed to be like at this point mm. but like yeah it is it is weird to think of him as just like a 45 year old man but yeah <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i think it's not the best i life. like it i think it's 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 what the ending really needed. You needed to. I mean, it's the ultimate humanization of Vader is to remove the machine mm. around him, right? Yeah, and of course. To, to show yeah. him as this. Maybe well, even that line that like one of the last lines he has, just there. Uh, Let me look on you with my own eyes. Yeah, oh, yeah so beautiful. It's great. Yeah, yeah. I love I love how his like his parting words are like you were right, like and tell your yeah. sister you were right. Like it's the yeah that that gratification of like. Darth Vader's final act is a defiance of the Emperor and an affirmation of the beliefs of the Jedi, which is lovely. Do you know, um, Mark Hamill suggested to George Lucas that uh, after this, he should put on the Darth Vader helmet. So it should be like, so it's kind of ominous as to where Luke's fate goes. And oh, then George what? Lucas was, George Lucas was like, hmm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been terrible. I know, yeah. I like Mark Camel, but like, he's not a writer. No, <laughs> he's he often he often has like these ideas, and I'm like, Mark Camel, you're a nice guy. I like you, but <laughs> hasn't he? Hasn't no. he like? Isn't he like the? He's the poster child for like the the stu- the not the stupid. You can you can not like the Last Jedi, but the majority of people that vocally like dislike the Last Jedi are. Yeah, people like, whose opinion. Well, Mark Hamill disagrees. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah, but Mark Hamill didn't write Mark it. Hamill, yeah, <laughs> That's why Mark Hamill's not a writer. You know, <laughs> it's almost as if some actors are just actors, <laughs> yeah, and that's fine. Was... Mark Hamill's legendary. I won't say he's bad. Mark at what Hamill's he does. great in this movie. Like he's he's amazing, but he's not a writer. Yeah, and that is evident. Believe it know? or not, people can be good at what they do and not good at what they don't do. Yes. Like, that's something that's that is okay. Fine. <laughs> yeah. It's like Mark Hamill obviously has the clearest understanding of the character. No, I think the person who no, conceptualized no, the character think... probably does. Yeah. Yeah. You can play a character and still not yeah. 100% like get every aspect of it, and that's fine, you know? Yeah. Fucking hell. The, um, yeah, I, it, strange. Very strange. That that sounds. That's almost yeah. akin to. Do you remember that? I think I've told you about this before. The, that big viral tweet that went round of one. You know, one of those guys that loves the the superhero cameos and stuff in the movies, like Soups or whatever his name is. One, oh, I don't know Soups. Yeah, yeah, one. It, it, I don't know if it was him. Yeah. It was like certain. It was one of that crowd, one mm. of those TikTok Marvel guys. Um, and there was a tweet that went massive. That was like, uh, the the ending of. Um, Peacemaker should have um, Peacemaker putting on Rick Flagg's t-shirt uh, <laughs> and saying Peacemaker what a joke in solidarity and regret of <laughs> killing Pe- of killing Rick Flagg or something and people were like it, it got what? it got so lambasted like people were like 
this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard. Like, it became the poster tweet of why fans should never write for their franchises that they love. Oh, yeah. Like, there was... At the end of Kenobi, there was people genuinely suggesting that um, at one point Vader should have said, now I have the high ground or something. And I'm like, oh. That would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the absolute dismissal Ooh. of any subtlety whatsoever. Just in case people don't want people don't want storytelling. They just want references yeah. to things that they know. They just want to point and say, "I recognize <laughs> that. This is good writing." Look, I like I like Kenobi has its haters. I'm not one of them. I I quite enjoyed Kenobi, but even even Kenobi the hello cool. there at the end was a little bit too much for me. No, that was earned. Because <laughs> they waited until the last second. Yeah, that was a hundred percent earned. <laughs> That was great, uh, and also Kenobi says hello there a lot. So it's he fine. D- he does he does. I forgive <laughs> it. It's only because hello there became hello there. <laughs> it's great. No, it was earned. Um, hello there. It 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 birthed plenty of 2007 Transformers ending movie memes, which I quite enjoyed as well. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah. Uh, do you have any little things? Um, do I have any little things? I don't know. I'm um, asking you. You don't have to. I've only got one. All right. What's your one? My one um, is that it's quite funny. The man who spent the entire last movie murdering admirals, right, Mm. in Darth Vader. Um, He's like, I I just quite liked how he's like, the emperor isn't as forgiving as me. And that's like... (laughs) Oh my god! <laughs> like, what is what what is the emperor do? Does he just walk on and kill someone for fun? Like every hour, he cherry picks someone to die. Um, and I I pick. He's pretty ruthless. I mean, he is ruthless. Um, hmm. I quite enjoyed that Vader. Like he has this. I never really fully appreciated before, but Vader has this snarkiness to him. Like hmm. Vader is often quite like. I think back to you know, don't choke on your aspirations. Um, Be careful not yeah. to choke on your aspirations and like the other stuff he was like the you know like what did he say last week that was like um basically just choking out the admirals and then being like you're now in charge <laughs> like don't mm. fail me or something um it's i don't know it's part of it it felt very kind of it, it's you can see that those parts of anakin and anakin's wits and anakin's like Sometimes Anakin had like this cynicism to him that was just kind of spat mm. out in a snotty remark, um, yeah. which was quite funny. I tell you what, one thing the Clone Wars loves doing is giving Vader quotes to Anakin. Oh, really? And being like, "Oh, this is something he's always said." Oh, okay, like, he, right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's very funny. Like he'll he'll often say "impressive," "most impressive," quite a lot to like Ahsoka when he's training her and stuff. Oh, that's and, fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's good stuff. I like it quite a bit. I know that something in the Clone Wars, um, and I think you've told me this, that, that always makes me laugh, is like, Anakin will be like, I'm really angry, and then in the background it'll just be like, dun, dun, dun. He's like, this situation has mildly frustrated me. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, any little things from you, or we can move on to recommendations? Uh, oh, shit, I um <laughs> little things i love um c3po flowing about and <laughs> Luke being like 
Tell them you'll use your magic and get angry if they don't free us. I like that C3PO has no commitment to the bit. He's just immediately yeah, going, oh, <laughs> help me, put me down. <laughs> uh, yeah. Nathan, it is time for recommendations. Um, what are they? Oh, lovely ask? stuff. I don't know. Okay, well, then I can what tell you. Um, yeah. What we do at this point in the show is we recommend something to each other and to you, the lovely listeners. It could be something that we've watched, read, listened to, experienced, anything we've done this past week that we would love to share with each other and yourselves. Nathan, what would you like to recommend this week? My PayPal account. Is <laughs> this one of them like pay me app things? Like, hey, I'm going through tough times right now. I could use this. No, what I'll do is I'll do a viral tweet, yeah, and then under it I'll be like, "Oh, here's my PayPal." By the way, we could because we could do that under my newest viral tweet if we like. Well, you haven't got a viral tweet. All right, I have, but that's fine. Oh, I know what I recommend. I recommend The Last of Us Part Two Remaster. It's a good game. I'm playing it too. Yeah, it's a good game. Hmm. Whatever. Go on, share with us. Look, I'm unprepared. I'm unprepared, so I'm just just then then. But. Speak freely about this experience. I'll tell you what I did play. I did play uh, The Phantom Menace PS1 because it's available on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. And I was like, fuck yes, let's do this. <laughs> I used to love this game when I was a kid. And then I played it and I was immediately like, oh, yeah. Okay. Video games have changed in 20 years or whatever. It's like I'm 25 years. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it seems so rough, man. Like, it's fun. But it's like just the way it controls and the way it moves around. I'm like, oh, this is. I forgot just how unintuitive games were back <laughs> in the day. It's just so... like it, it, it's so unforgiving as well. Like if you jump and you miss something by a millimeter, it's like you fail. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it looks like shit as well. Like it's it's rough, man. Yeah, but it's I, pretty funny. Though. I had that experience. So I went on, you know, because they have the PlayStation Store as that classics collection thing. Um, That's what it's on. Yeah, yeah. and I, I did the same thing, but with like a Toy Story game. And you, you can. I did that the other way. The, um, the Buzz Lightyear Star Command game yeah. was on there. And I was like, oh, fuck, that's another one I loved. And then I played it and again. I was like, oh, oh man. <laughs> yeah. Just, it's never as good as you no. remember it being. Your, your kids, your stupid kid brain who hasn't played a PS5 and doesn't know what it's like is like. Oh, this is amazing. I'm like, I'm in it. It's great, but... It's one of them where, like, you almost uh, wish you never played it again because you're like, that, the memory's yeah. tainted for me now. I'm like, how was I enjoying that? What it's, an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's rough, man. Um, Nathan, it's I'm rough. going to recommend the movie. Oh, for fuck's sake, man. I don't care. And it's a movie called How to Have Sex. I don't need to watch that. <laughs> I knew I was. I just left the pause because I was like, "You're gonna make a joke, so you may as well do it." Because I know. It. Uh, I am actually. No, I'm gonna change my recommendation to a movie I watched. Okay. Uh, and it's gonna be Theatre Camp. I thought that was pretty fun. Okay. Yeah. I ah actually one of my rare recommendations you check out. All right. Don't cry about it. I, well, I might um, cry. It never happens. Uh, yeah, it's good fun. Watch Theatre Camp. It's on Disney Plus. It's a good movie. It's a Disney Plus original movie. Is it? No, I don't think so. I was going to say, yeah, I'd be surprised. 
Um, all right, mine is How to Have Sex, a movie Nathan doesn't ben need to Platt see. Ben Platt is in it, and he plays an appropriately aged man, not like the 15-year-old boy you played <laughs> in Dear Evan Hansen or whatever. Yeah, it's almost enough to make you forgive that that film. which yeah. is a, I've never yeah. seen it, but apparently it is like a war crime to he Dear should, Evan Hansen. I've, I've seen the clips of him playing Evan, and it's rough. Yeah. They're like, <laughs> why is this 40-year-old man at a high school? <laughs> What's going wasn't, on? Wasn't it like almost solely done so that he could basically try like a, his hand at like an Oscar campaign or something? No. No, it's because it's like his dad paid for the movie. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure like they greenlit the movie and put him in it because they were like, if anyone's going to win an award for this role, it's my son. And it's like, oh, your son is watch, too old. Just watch Jenny Nicholson's video on it. That'll explain it all. There we are. That's um, good. Nathan, how to have sex. I already know. No, you don't. Um, it is a... I <laughs> fucking hope I do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, 30 years old. <laughs> yeah, you'd think. Uh, it is a... Very good movie. Uh, it's like all these these three girls go on like a what's what's like a lads' holiday before girls. Is it still a lads' holiday? Just a girls' holiday. Just a girls' holiday. Yeah, but that that feels like yeah. less grimy. This is still an absolutely grim holiday, like on the strip in Magaluf and all of this stuff. Yeah, just call it a girls' holiday. All right. Well, they're basically yeah, three girls go on a girls' holiday, um, and it's this really kind of like <clears throat> I don't. I feel like it's quite a like. I feel like it's it's getting buried and it's one of them that people won't really know what it is because of the title and like a lot of the time the title is people are just they do exactly what everyone does which is like oh yeah I don't need to watch how to have sex well, I know how to have sex like it's but it is genu- like under all the the kind of silliness of it like it's it's a really really good movie and it's like this very interesting look at like how people's perception of like what sex is and consent and like everything else and how it how people's damaged interpretation of it can cause long-lasting pain but it's also quite an uplifting movie about like things aren't always terrible um i don't know a great movie i think people should watch it i just i'd never heard of it i just saw it and was like i'll turn that on i put it on on a whim and it's like very unflinching and very like i don't know it, it feels it feels a bit preachy to be like it's a necessary movie but it is something i think like younger people could benefit from watching because it's quite it shows basically how, how not this. It should be called "How Not to Have Sex," basically. Um, but yeah, a very good movie, uh, and I think people should watch it. I went on a lads' holiday once. I I still could just never picture that ever. Like it, it, one of the worst times. Of my yeah, life. I can imagine because I know you, and like <laughs> even as a younger man, I knew you. Yeah, and like even then, like third I was, year, young, I was younger than when you knew me, though. No, I know, but like. I knew you when you liked going out, and even then it was like, it was a push. Yeah. So I cannot ever, ever imagine, like, were you staying in like a real <laughs> shithole hotel with like a, like party starters? That was fine. It was nothing special, but it wasn't like... Was it like an on-the-strip like, hotel? Yeah, yeah. It was like a fucking, just a cheap fucking beds in the room, which is all we used it for, basically. Yeah. Just somewhere to fucking sleep. Most of the day, it would just be... Out and fucking pulling, <sighs> yeah, yes, pulling birds, <laughs> pulling birds, yeah. <laughs> going down to Shagaling, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, skinny dipping God. on the beach, what an awful time. Go on a holiday with your friends, it's fun, but see, the trouble was, I it was like, it was like, <laughs> I think it was the year after the In Betweeners movie came, oh out. no, so, yeah, so it was just fucking. <laughs> Packed. That sounds insufferable. It was just wall to wall, just 
cunts everywhere. Oh, jeez. And everyone was desperate to have their own, like, in-betweeners fucking oh. moment and shit. And it was... Did they play, like, that song that they yeah. all do the silly dances to? That song was fucking everywhere. Oh, no. I could not escape it. What was it, like... Bye-bye, America. That's it, yeah. Yeah. Bye-bye, Americano. Yeah. Which is fine, but... You know, well, but it's one of them that once you've heard it once, you never need to hear that song again. Yeah, no, it's fine, but <laughs> over and over again, it's just it's relentless. I can't imagine um, that. That sounds dreadful. Go on a holiday with your friends, have fun, but don't think you need to buy into this culture of you need to go on a lads or girls' holiday or whatever. I, it's a very it's a very British thing, but like you don't you can you can do whatever works for you. Every invitation I've ever had to anything resembling a lad's holiday, I've turned down immediately. That is, yeah, I would smart. Genu- like, and paying to do it, I would genuinely rather shred the money than do it. Yeah, yeah, dreadful. Um, anyway, on that note, <laughs> some life advice from us there. Um, thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you have enjoyed the show, then please feel uh, feel free to leave us a little five star review. Uh, it'd be much appreciated. You can do that on your podcast platform of choice, but especially Apple, because you can write a message there and we can maybe read it out. Um, but we, you should get excited. We're at the end of um, Star Wars Uary is here, so next week we are going to be doing this. Stand by me. Oh, stand by me. Wahoo! It's not Mario, but I have seen Mario now. And you liked it, right? It's pretty good. Good movie. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. We are at Another Happy Pod. That's where you'll get new reminders for, uh, well, post reminders for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. It's also a place where you can suggest topics uh, using using the following link in our pinned tweets. No promises, but we do have one coming up, um, which we won't reveal until it's the actual week, but we are doing one. Maybe. <laughs> Nathan, I don't know how aware of this you might be, but we have another podcast out there in the ether. Yeah, it's called Still Got Legs. It's our Doctor Who podcast. It's a Doctor Who rewatch podcast where every week we watch and discuss an episode of Doctor Who. It's a good fun time. Come and join us. Lovely stuff. We will see you next week. Goodbye, Nathan and I are going to go for a nap together. <laughs> <laughs>